Hello once again, everybody. My name is Lisa Rowland. I'm Ted DeMaison. And this is Monster Baby, a curious romp through the worlds of mindfulness and improvisation. Wow. That's really what we're doing? That's what that's what we're doing. Oh, my gosh. We're doing it. We're really doing it. If that's what you've come for, you've come to the right come place. To the right place. Today's episode, Ted, what number episode is it? Oh, boy. This is 45. Can you imagine? Oh, 45. I know. All right. We, well, we'll skip past I, that. I want to give you a better association for 45 right now. What's that? Okay, at this time. 45 was the year that my mother was born. Oh, it's the year when my dad was born. So, okay, so great. we're talking 45 as in 1945. Better. End of World War II. Yeah, great. Great thing. We'll stick with that. Okay. Today's episode is about action. Action. Yeah. Taking action. What, is it, what does action mean? How do we bring it into our lives? Why... Why does it and why does it serve us? And what about action through inaction? Yeah. Yeah. When's the right time to take an action? It's kind of cool. I had a good time. This is a, it's a fun conversation. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Buckle yourselves in there, lads and lasses. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Yeah. One more thing. (laughs) One little secret. So, so Ted made up a kind of hilarious game that we played once we finished uh, recording the episode and we weren't exactly sure where to put it, but if you want to listen in, it's sort of like a funny little sound effect game and uh it's it's after the outro so after just outro. keep listening and you'll hear it let the music fade and then you'll hear a our funny little game. game yeah yeah all right that that's all that's all we're just gonna get you right into it let's get going are, are you buckled in buckle in great enjoy let's chat about action action yeah i like it you like action. Lisa likes action. Let it let it be on the record that Lisa likes action. Yeah. And uh, I just I like the to- I like the topic. I think it's uh, I think it's cool, and I think I think the and I think it's inspiring. Hmm. And I'm inter- and I'm sort of interested in what we will uncover here today. Uh, yeah. Who knows? The great mystery will unfold before us. I have a question to start with, which is a pretty light question. A little bit of a softball, if you will. Okay. When you hear the word action, what comes to mind? In in this context? Just in whatever context. Like action movie, move, movement. Movie. Oh, movement. Yeah, action. Take action to initiate something sort of proactive. Okay. Action movies, action adventure, lots of like robust sort of back and forth. Yeah, chasing. Ch- explosions. Yeah. Yeah. Action. For me, action. totally action, action movies. Action, like go. Mm. Also, right? Lights, camera, action. Yeah. It's like you go, you begin something. You take action. Totally movement. Like a ball is rolling. Yeah. There, or film is rolling. There's or action. What's the action? Rising action. It's a it's verb. It's like things are happening. It's a verb. Something visual to see. Like, yeah. I mean, a, it's not a verb. It's a noun. Well, the, the word action is, but I mean like action. <laughs> Implies I, someone does something. Something is happening. <laughs> something is happening. Yeah, right. So like, I'm thinking, when, I, when I'm writing... I am all, I don't know if I, maybe I could use the word aversive. To the passive voice. To the passive voice and to the verb to be. Like, I want, I want something to happen. Uh-huh. You know, this, this is on the table. The computer is on the table. Uh, how about the computer rests on the table? Or, Ooh, that's active. Yeah, <laughs> that's active. <It's> resting. <laughs> yeah. It's re- active in Ted's world, I guess. Yeah, right. More active than is, I suppose. Uh, sure. Which it's is like, sort of a neutral thing. So action's also got... It's got movement, and I hadn't ever noticed before just now that the word movie is like a little move. 
There's a move, a small move, movie. Oh, it's just a movie. A movie? Well, it's like a talkie. Yeah. A movie is like moving picture. Oh, a talkie, a movie. Yeah. I mean, I think that it is called a movie because they were photographs that moved. It's right. a movie. It's a moving picture. Okay. And that a talkie is a talkie because it's a moving picture that talks. Like after silent films. Talkies came after movies? Yeah, because they were silent films before they could, before you could. So what do we do when we have both talking and moving? What, what, what is it? Well, I think we just call them movies. Movies now. Yeah. It seems woefully inadequate. Woeful. I'm just, Jeez, you're very dramatic today. I'm trying to be dramatic because I'm trying to be active. <laughs> trying to have color. Uh, so, okay, movement and color. Yeah. I think action adds color to life as yeah. well. Yeah. Yeah, action. I totally think of act, action movies. Uh-huh. And so, yes, explosions, chases, running. Police action. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, space. There's something to see. Uh, which, okay, can, does it have to include, like, violence? I, not to me. What do you mean, have to? Well, I'm not thinking, like, action like when movies. when you think of action. Action movies, I'm thinking, like, Vin Diesel, I think the action Rock, movies Sylvester often do, Stallone. but, like, but, like, what's another movie with a lot of action that doesn't, that isn't about people, like, trying to kill each other? That's a great question. That's interesting. Maybe like sports movies, The Mighty Ducks. Or like rock climbing. There's action. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sports. Oh, there's also like, I mean, I guess this is kind of violent, but you don't, the violence isn't the point, is like heist movies, when there's heists. Ah, uh, sure. Those feel like action to me, and like, yeah, the characters have guns, but it's like the action of the heist. Right. You know? Yeah. Okay, well, anyway, I just think it's kind of cool to start with what does the word call to mind, right? So, okay, so here's a question. Where do you feel like you have action in your life? Is that too too far? Am I jumping too far there? Like, I, how does action show up in your life? Yeah, well, this is a really great question. And an important one because it's, it's an active question for me right now. Because... Most of my my life is more sedentary now than it has been for most of my time. Mm-hmm. Because I'm working at home, not surprisingly living at home, but you know, but I'm doing a lot of writing at home or thinking and doing more video calls via computer, and so I, I'm getting out less. I mean, I used to teach environmental education on the coast of Maine, and we'd go out into the woods for five days at a time mm-hmm. and lead group challenges, crossing ravines and ropes courses and you know that kind of thing and uh and i miss that Mm -hmm. so for me there's i'm working on getting more active in my life partly like well let me just even get out of the house but there's also all right well rather than driving to the theater to go see an action movie why don't i walk to the theater yeah it's a half hour walk Mm -hmm. but why not yeah or let me go on the coast but when when I get out and I go do stuff, go to the museum or try some tour that I haven't done or go to a new restaurant, it feels like the action becomes a way of gathering data. Huh. Or like new experiences or things to reflect against or push against or um, integrate. Like, ooh, I could take this experience I had at the um, Museum of Modern Art and bridge that with the experience I had having dinner down by the waterfront after a Giants game, and somehow I'm going to have some 
something between those two experiences is going to make them like have some new insight. Yeah, like there's just more input. Yeah, so that action is a way of getting out into the world and then having more stimulus so, to generate insight. So action insight. is like doing stuff. Doing stuff in your world, like go do stuff. Go get, yeah. go move your body, get in different places, do different, see different things. Mm-hmm. It's about variety. Variety, definitely about variety. For Great. Me. So cool. And and I noticed that I have a built-in default to also reflect. Mm-hmm. So it's like act, reflect, act, reflect. Yeah. And and <laughs> when I was in divinity school, I learned the word praxis, which always felt like a super academic word. That why would we ever use it? But it's kind of that cycle of act, reflect, act, reflect, act, reflect. There's mm. sort of a conscious integration of action. Like, okay, I do this. What effect does it have? How do I feel? What do I want? Let me try something new. Go out and act again. Yeah. And so, yeah, I like putting action into the context of a praxis. That's great. Yeah. That's great. Where does action show up in your life? Well, so this looks a couple different ways. I feel like I live a pretty active life. Mm. Part of that is that it's filled with all, all sorts of different things that take me to different places. So two days a week, I'm at Stanford. Other days, I might have a gig somewhere else in the Bay Area. I might not. I might go downtown and do a thing, like go go to MoMA. I might go, you know, like I, I teach in Oakland every once in a while. So I'm like on BART heading across the Bay that way. I teach, you know, so I'm sort of, I go up to BATS for workouts and shows and so my life takes me to a lot of different places and I sort of like it that way there's a lot of action there but there's another sort of interesting like action and so I like that my body is involved I like that I can I walk places Mm -hmm. right like I can walk down there's coffee shops and corner stores and I can walk I walked down to go grocery shopping the other day and I can get on Muni and that feels active even though a, a vehicle is taking me somewhere part of it is I like to be surrounded by other people, and so that feels good. To, like gives me stuff to see. And so you've got in what you're describing, you've you too have movement and variety come into play when you're talking about being active. Yeah, all the time. But then there's this other kind of action that is taking action, which mm. is different than just moving your body. I was tr- training for a half marathon, so I was running a lot. Okay. And running is great because obviously it's physical action, and also, it got it, like it gives me a different experience of places when I run mm-hmm. in them. So, like running by the waterfront, running through Golden Gate Park, running in my neighborhood, lets me engage more deeply with them, which is cool. Mm-hmm. But that's different from taking action. You're yeah, saying. because like taking action could be, you know, it's like I'm uh, I'm directing a show at Bats in on Fridays in May, this awesome storytelling show, and I feel like I took a, I took action to make that happen, and initiative. There's something about Assertion. initiative. Yep. Yep. That is, even if my body's moving, I still can feel kind of bored if I don't feel sort of challenged or something, or if mm-hmm. I'm not taking action on things, or if, or if I've fallen asleep on tasks that, that have to get done and I'm just not doing them and I'm mm-hmm. not taking action, it can feel really frustrating. So there's, there's kind of two parts of it. I'm fascinated by this balance between moving, getting movement and feeling fresh and vibrant and... When I, when I take action the way you're describing, I feel like, okay, I got some momentum going here mm-hmm. on my life. I may not finish a project or a task, but like at least things are moving. something's happening, right? Something's happening. There's like an internal action. Yeah. So I like that. And so on that, along those lines, staying in one place can feel like stagnation and like 
a thick pond. It's just kind of gross, like, you know. Staying in one place, uh, in what sense? But like, if I don't have that kind of movement, right, that it can feel like I'm just kind of stuck and mm-hmm. bleh. And I'm like wondering, okay, but where's the value of stillness, mm-hmm. right? So, uh, of course, along mindfulness lines, mindfulness doesn't have to be stillness, but it often includes that. So I'm wondering where does that fit in you know, can one be active and still at the same time? And maybe it's that there's like a some still center point. Well, stuck and still feel really different to me. Yeah, okay. I mean, to me too. Right? Like... But why are they different? What's the... Well, I think stuck is... You can't move and still as you're choosing to stay put? Maybe that's it. Or yeah. maybe it's that... Maybe it's like, yeah, stuck doesn't feel like it's on your terms. You know, mm-hmm. I'm so, stuck. I, I'm stuck here. Like so, I want to be doing something so, different. So I want it to. I want my life to feel differently. Some outer force is keeping you in the same place. Or inner force, not outer force sure. necessarily. Maybe an inner force is keeping you stuck. I'm thinking like gum on the bottom of your shoe, swamp it's mud. Quite some gum if it's keeping you in one place. <laughs> if it has actually caused you to just cease movement. <laughs> oh God! I'm stuck. Yeah. Yeah, but so feeling stuck means like I don't I don't want to be where I am. I wish that something else were happening. Right. I felt different. I was showing up differently. I wish my life looked different. I feel like I can't get moving. Mm-hmm. I right? stuck in the mud. Mm-hmm. And I think stillness is different. There's some people who when when nothing is, you know, some people get bored more easily than others. True. And maybe they are quicker to feel stuck. restless. Restless. Mm. And feel like they need to change. But I think stillness and stuckness are really different. Mm-hmm. That I makes think. sense to me. What excited you about this topic? Well, okay, so there's a few, there are a few things. One is that I think that most often when people think of mindfulness, they think of stillness and quiet and seated meditation or lying down meditation, maybe even standing meditation. Mm-hmm but they don't think about movement. And uh, of course, one can be, one can use movement as a meditative practice, mm-hmm. as a mindfulness practice, whether it's running in Golden Gate Park or dancing or playing sports. And I think we've talked a little bit about being in the zone mm-hmm. on a previous episode, but that notion that you can use the movement and use the activity as a way uh, either as an anchor for your attention, so like as I'm walking, I'm going to pay attention to my contact, contact of my feet with the ground, or as a way of generating new information and new insights to then reflect on, like we were just talking about. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm fascinated by that. The, the, what do you mean, fa- what, I'm getting, is that, what is fascinating about that? Getting mindfulness out of the limits of having to be still uh, into, of meditation yeah that you yeah. can you can move and so i think that's one of my loves of improv is that it becomes a way of having this mindfulness in motion yeah so it's like i'm gonna put a bold offer out there and see what comes back and i have to stay in this present moment i love the activity of that and the the challenge to regular notions of mindfulness so that was yeah. part of it cool and then another one is that even when mindfulness is really still, it's still in preparation for action and 
activism. <laughs> you know, so it's like, what? It, why are you doing this? Why are you building this capacity? Why do you want to be present? Because, well, for me, I want to be engaged in the world. I want to have experiences. I want to contribute to experiences. And so it's, it's like the, uh, almost like refilling a fuel tank to mm -hmm. then propel movement and stuff and happening. But when, when the action is mediated by or fueled by mindfulness or informed by mindfulness, it then I think is more graceful and gracious and less explosions and destructive path. Less, less Sylvester Stallone. Yeah. And more more the you know Indiana Jones <laughs> I was the image that came to mind for me was like some warrior running through the <gasps> Daniel Day-Lewis last of the Mohicans thank you yeah, yeah that's it okay what a what a Oof. scene what a hunk Oof. give me a break I mean he could play anything and make it hunky is that the right way <laughs> <laughs> like a Chocolate chip cookie. <laughs> Talk about action. So, I mean, whew. Uh, yeah, so there, there's like that the mindfulness gets us moving, it gets us ready to do something else. Uh -huh. right? It gets us ready for action. So it's not just like, okay, I'm going to sit here on the mountaintop forever and that's it. Good, great. I'm like realized. I've done it. It's like, no, get back in there. Mix it up. Check it out. Uh, rub your, rub like stones in the, you know, and then see what you get as mm -hmm. a result. So I love the um, I love the challenging the kind of staid version of mindfulness. Yeah. And that was that was part of what intrigued me about the, the notion of talking about action. Cool. And then I also have a huge question about what action is appropriate. Right? So are you familiar with the concept of Wu Wei? No. W oh I feel like I've heard about w -U -W -E -I. it. W U W E I. Yeah. It's from Taoism. And it's the notion of action through inaction. Mm -hmm. And that sometimes, or often, the wisest choice is not to act, mm. is to let, let things unfold uh -huh. you know, until the time is right, right? So it's like you go with the flow, you go with the stream, the natural stream of things, and you don't have, don't fight, don't push, don't exert. Until you need to. And even then, it's like lightly. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like not getting so caught up in needing things to be some way. Uh -huh. uh, and so when you're in tune with the Tao, which means the way, when you're in tune with that flow, you are a part of it. And you don't necessarily need things to be different, but it's like you have your rudder, you can steer the current, steer in the current, but you're not trying to paddle. Uh huh. And there's great wisdom in that too. Yeah. Um, and so there are often times in my life where I feel like, I've taken on that mantle of like, okay, I'm gonna go out there and do something. I'm gonna make some, I'm gonna get some momentum. Yeah. And then I look back and I go like, you know what? I didn't have anything to. It was just, I just ended up going off course. It's like with a golf shot, you slice yeah. it. You know, you think you, okay, I'm gonna hit this thing hard, and you just end up off to the side, and then now you're in the woods, and you're yeah. like, damn, I just, if I'd stayed on the fairway, it would have been a lot easier. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know. That's interesting. That's interesting. It reminds me of of. I had similar feelings. I have had similar feelings of I'm going to I'm going to take charge of something. Like I'm going to take action. Mm -hmm. And I think it was a it was I had this sort of like itchy feeling like like I wasn't sure I was doing what I wanted to be doing with my with my life. It's not that things were happening that I didn't like. It was just sort of I found myself 
consistently being a part of other people's projects mm -hmm. and knowing that that was something that I was good at. And so I like got this input that was like, okay, people like to work with me. Right, so it's affirming in some it's way. It's affirming and and it seems like I, there will not be any shortage of people who might want me to work on their projects right. in, in, my, in the foreseeable future. So that's great. So are these the projects I want to be doing? Right. And then is this, shouldn't I be deciding and inviting, right? right. Isn't there, and there was a should there, right? It was a feeling of like, I, what, what do I want to lead? What's, what project yeah. do I want to do? And I sort of was casting about for that, and I never really took took action in the wrong direction, but I stressed out about it a little bit, feeling mm -hmm. like I was supposed to be leading something. Like, you're strong, Lisa, and you have ideas, so go think of something to do. And it feels kind of foolish in retrospect. It feels a little bit cart before the horsey, in a way, because it's like, you, it's fine to be like, I want to lead something, and then you find something to lead. But, but for me, what has happened is that since that time, things have sort of come up effortlessly right. for, for me to be in charge. Like, I have had ideas where it's like, oh, we should do, oh, we should do a show about that. this. Yeah, because you've been... This yeah. seems obvious. Your leadership has been vis visible in the last few months, particularly. Much more visible. Yeah. The past few years, right? Like, I feel like the Bechtel test came up, yeah. and that was mine, and I led that and developed it. And it just was like, oh, we'll do that. Oh, of course. Like it sort of, it, it just presented itself to me. Yeah, for new listeners, the Bechtel test was a format that Lisa developed at Bats Improv. It's generate stories about women. And yeah, to be clear, the Bechtel test itself oh, fair is, enough, yes. is a, I used that, which is a set of criteria named after the cartoon Alison Bechtel, who featured it in a, a comic panel yeah. that she did. But it's a show about women, and, and it really kind of took off and became a bigger thing than I thought it would right. be, and it was, like, really kind of cool. And I was the leader of that. I'm directing the show. Here, like, things have come up that I'm excited about doing and that I am leading. And it feels good because I did have this itch to be in charge of something, but I'm really glad that I didn't go out and just sort of, like, invent something to lead yeah. for the purpose of leading something. Because... The point is not being a leader. The point is like, oh, I feel like I'm ready to lead, and then I'll wait to see what right. what comes up. Mm -hmm. You know, like now, now let's see. Now let's be open for the things to come up. And you're you're also helping spearhead a fundraising effort at Bats Improv. Yeah, and it's been so cool to witness you doing that because you're totally passionate. Every time you send me something else that we're working on to, you know, put this thing forward into the world, which I'm we're so jazzed about, going to release soon. I'm like. I would give money to this. I yeah. mean, of course I'm going to give money to it anyway, but yeah. but like if I didn't know bats, I'd be like, yeah, this sounds great. Yeah. And so you have been activated into some some energy or like stepped into something and I think Where it's, it's like there's work I want to do and now I feel like I'm prepared to take action to do it. And it, it feels like that is within that woo way flow. Mm -hmm. Me too. Right? So it feels it's like to me too. an effortless effort. Yeah. You know, it's not that you don't do anything, I guess. It's more like is it, can it be effortless? Yeah. And my mom would talk about not forcing a square peg into a round hole, you mm -hmm. know, or like when you're, when you're moving in the right direction, things are, things are easy. Mm -hmm. Not easy, but they're, you don't have to work too hard to stay on course. It's like, if you're working so hard to stay on this one course, like maybe it's just not the right course. Right. <laughs> you know? Right. So, so yeah, it feels like it's in that flow, but it feels very much like I'm taking action. I'm not, and the, the cool thing is, 
I, I feel confident in my leadership abilities and not attached to being a leader. That's, yeah, that's a big distinction. And I think that was the case before where it was like, I feel like I should probably be a leader. Mm, mm -hmm. But there wasn't work that I really wanted to lead at the time. And I was really, in, in looking back on that, it was like, oh yeah, the thing will come. Mm -hmm. And the, the, like, you can't rush inspiration on the stuff that you, the work that you want to be doing. You'll know that or you don't, you know? This is a, such a huge question. And another one that I love is when is the right time? Mm -hmm. So like, okay, I know I need to act. When is the right time? And so, you know, as we so often do, we're extolling both sides of the paradox of like, yes, good to be bold and go out there and make stuff happen. And yes, it's good to be patient and wait. And you don't need to act. Let things unfold. And I think they're both valid. They're both true. And then the question then becomes, when do you employ which? And trying to determine, okay, how do I sense the season? How do I sense the moment and you know in the past i've used astrology for trying to understand the seasons like oh right this is a good time because you know saturn Gemini is sitting is on top of my and venus i'm on the cusp of of mercury exactly yeah <laughs> i mean you don't want to be on the cusp of mercury that. no well especially not when there's both moons in your orbit. <laughs> yeah, if you're, you're if your fifth house is your fifth. sliding past the orbit of... No. You go, flee the, back to your fourth house. The Venus nodes. Stop. Stop. There's the question... One that, of us knows what we're talking about, and one of us is not, in case that is not abundantly clear. I was just making up some nonsense there. But, <laughs> so I've used that, but then I've also used... I've gotten a lot out of our work in improvisation. And I, I think we've mentioned this, too, on the podcast, but the this notion of we're in a circle playing a game. When is it my turn to step in? Or if, even if you're standing in the wings on stage, like, is this the right time to go in? Is this not the right time to go in? I want to be bold. I want to take action. I Can I have an objection? Uh, objection sustained. Great. Well, you haven't even uh, yeah, named it. I'm not a judge. Is this idea of the right time? Oh, Okay. Say more. I just, I feel like that is a trap, thinking that there is a right time. Uh, yeah. Duh. Really? Yeah. Okay, say more. Because I, I, like, I, I feel you have, differently. You have found the right time to go in when we're playing I Am a Tree. You found one of the very many right times to go in. Okay. So it's like the idea that, because the, the reason I don't like it is that if you're convinced that there is a right time to take action, that shit is paralyzing. It's like, what if this isn't the right time? And how do I know if it is the right time? So you're saying a right time. A right time. Okay, is there such a thing as the wrong, the wrong time? A wrong time. A wrong time. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but but then again, it's like I recently did something that I'm not prepared to go into full details about, but I I sort of broached a conversation that was clearly, after I had it, it was not the right time. Ah. Uh, it was not the right time. Yeah. It was premature to have this conversation. Okay. And, okay, I'm still glad I had it. It changed the landscape. You took an action, and now you've I got took some an more action. data. It changed. Yeah. It cha I, I saw new things after right. I had the conversation than before that I had the conversation. If I had it to do again, would I have done it differently? Probably. But, but ultimately, the action for me is more important than the rightness. And, like, yeah, by all means, like, pay attention to your surroundings and your environment. Notice the moment that's happening before you 
Yeah. Insert yourself into it. Absolutely. And uh, careful of like the right time. Yeah. So here's the, here's the, here's my side of this coin. I'm thinking of, there are moments when I will step in or somebody will step in and it will just be like, oh, yes, that was, that was so great. Yeah. And it feels like it was the perfect time for that. Yeah. And one of the exercises that we've done in the training that I've done with Patsy Rodenberg is, you know, we're doing these circle things and it's like, when is the right time to take over for somebody? So somebody's reciting a Shakespeare, you know, a passage from Shakespeare and you sense when is their energy waning or when is the right pause to step in? And it's sort of like we all can agree. We all get it. Like when somebody steps in, it's like, nope, nope, no, uh-uh, that wasn't, wasn't, the, that it, wasn't it. it. We interrupted a flow. That's right. Yeah. And, then, and then there's another one where it's like, yes, you nailed it. Exactly the perfect timing. And it's like it honors the arc. But does that mean it's the, it was the only right time? I don't know. That's what I'm at. Right? Because like, there's times when in scenes... The lights have come down. Like lighting is interesting, right? Because sure. you only get one lighting call a scene. You, so you yeah. can bring the lights up and then you gotta co- you gotta end you're ending right. the scene. So rather, there's been scenes where the lights haven't come down, which for me, when for me in my mind, I was going, oh, that was the end. Mm-hmm. But then something really lovely happens beyond what I thought the end was. Right. And who knows? You see somebody's energy waning. Who knows what else they would be capable of yeah. doing? What else they would access if yeah. you left them there for a little bit longer? It, one right time is to take it right there where it's sort of like satisfying and clean. And we all sense that something is coming to an end. And another right time might be later. And it's not, it, it, the rightness feels different of that time and the mm. other time. But I just like... The th- the anything feels like yeah. I don't know, man. It, You're hesitating on the uh, not hesitating, resisting the absolutes. Completely. Yeah. Completely. I, I also happen to be somebody who like learns things by charging into them and then seeing like jump in the pool and then figure out what pool you're in. Right. So I'm like, I gotta start and then I'm gonna figure out. And there's no right. Yeah. So I will never know everything I need to know in order to know if I'm doing this at the right time. I just have to start and then at least I'm doing it. You know what I mean? So I feel like, obviously, as like an actor, I believe in timing. Yeah. I believe in and timing. You're really, and, and you're can, really good at it. And comedy needs timing. And <laughs> I understand when things do happen on the wrong time. So, and I believe there is a wrong time for things and a right or time for things. Right. All I'm saying is, if you get too in your head about like, but is now the right time? I don't course, feel ready. Yeah. Like you will, you will lock yourself down. There, you were reminding me of this joke, which is a little bit not PC, but it's still funny. Uh, I'm giving out far too much preamble than it deserves. Anyway, it's, you want to talk a little bit more about it? Yeah, let's talk about it. So, okay, just to make sure that I'm safe and okay. nobody's going to judge go, me. Go 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 go. No, it's it's you know, you're right. Beauty's in the eye of the beholder, but we can all agree on ugly, can't we? Yes. So it's like, there's no right time, but there is a wrong time. But there it's, is a wrong time. And I'm kind of reminded of that. Yeah. Which I think is a funny, because like, the little kid is like, why is that person ugly? Well, shouldn't have said that, but you know, they yeah. kind of are. <laughs> yeah. You know. Um, yeah. Hmm. Okay. I like it when we disagree. I mean, we, I don't think, I don't know that we actually disagree. I don't know that we disagree either. I just, the, like, yeah, the piece that. If you think there's one right anything, I think it's a recipe for disaster. I Not th- disaster, or it's a recipe for like yeah, I potentially wanna, really freezing up. I want to honor those times when it's like, 
for me, the the it's like it's in the Dow, it's in the flow. Like that was just oh exquisite. Yeah. Like, yes. Yeah. You know, and it's like the crack of a bat on a ball, or the the choice. I'm thinking it's a sports right now. Like the choice a manager makes to put somebody in at the right time in a game, and like that person comes in and transforms the whole energy of the team. Like yeah, I, love I mean, that. I know. Yeah, I know what you mean, and I don't deny that those things are like real and true so so context clearly matters and maybe what i'm saying is not that i not that i disagree that there is a righter time and a, and a less Longer right time, time for yeah. things especially performance wise and right like yeah when when something is just right yeah and oftentimes you realize it w- just was the right time after you've gone past it and right. you're like gosh ah, shit that was it that yeah. was the right time but I just just be careful but of I, I totally, of letting that stop you. I like the notion of not getting constrictive about it. Yeah, like, like don't. Is it right? Is it right? Is it right? What? Yeah, you just never open your head. And well, that's the thing. Okay, so we're coming back to mindfulness and being in the zone. Like, it's not about thinking. Is it the right time? It's about feeling it. That's it. You know, it's about in your body. Like, okay, I feel propelled to move forward now. Yeah. And, and so I will go. So I will go. Or rather, so I am going. I, I, it's funny, you know, we're checking about the right time to do things. Here's another little woo-woo thing from the life of Ted. Yeah, great. Which I think you've seen in, in action before is yeah. uh, kinesthetic testing. So some people have never heard of this. Some people do it all the time. But it's using your body to answer a question, yes or no. Is this the right choice for right now? Uh-huh. And so like, I learned about it at a, I think it was a chiropractor or a supplementary nutritionist or whatever you hold your hand out and somebody pushes against it and you resist and if you're the answer is yes for you you can resist with strength if the answer is no your body is weaker and so you can't resist the somebody pushing against you uh-huh. uh, and oh, I that's right I do it using my thumb and my pinky on my left hand I put them together and that supposedly forms some kind of like electrical circuit that holds with a certain amount of strength and then if I push against it with my thumb and pointer finger on the other hand to try to open the thumb and pinky on my left hand if the answer is no it will open easily if the answer is yes it won't open when I push against it Ah. and so I use that all the time well not all the time I use it often when I'm facing a decision where like my brain is thinking of the, all the positives on both yeah. sides. Like it's a moment where more information doesn't help you. Thinking I, through it doesn't help you. Should I get you. the salmon or the vegetable risotto? Ah, High stakes questions. Salmon tonight? Nope. Vegetable risotto? Yes. Okay, great. Yeah. And just check in with the kinesthetic testing, and boom, got the answer. But I've also used it for. I mean, can I just like do 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 you think that works because your body knows what you want and will do the thing that you actually like knows your subconscious yes, desire? I do. And so you just let... It's like checking in with a whole mind-body electrical spiritual system yeah. and saying, hey, is this in the best interest of us and all beings right now? And it's like, it gives you a little signal. And I think... It's us pr- and all beings want the vegetable risotto tonight. Absolutely. Yeah. All the beings want that. Especially the salmon. The salmon <laughs> wants you to order the vegetable risotto. That poor salmon. I think salmon. the salmon that I would have been eating is probably already gone. Departed to another form. But You know what I mean. But I used it the other day. When I've been trying to be bolder about uh, if I meet somebody and I'm interested in them and I want to ask them out, to just go ahead and ask them out. Okay? Cool. So I've gone to this restaurant a couple times, and the woman, there's a woman there who's one of the owners of the restaurant. 
and I think she's really attractive. And I was like, you know, I kind of want to ask her out. And I went to the restaurant yesterday or a couple days ago because I was driving by on my way to somewhere else. And I like pulled in the parking lot. I parked the car. I was like, okay, should I do this or not? I'm like, I want to be bold. I want to stretch myself, try something new. Oh, gosh. Why do I have a bad feeling about this story? And I was like, uh, but something about it doesn't feel right. Like, what's the... And I had found out that, you know, she's younger than maybe I would want her to be and whatever, right? But it's like, okay, but so what? Just be bold. And I'm like, check my intuition. I'm like, nope, it's not the right time. Interesting. I So I checked, I was like, got, I was in my car, I was like, nope, I'm not going in to do it. And I don't feel like I wimped out. That's a thing. I felt like I honored what the mo- that was not the right moment. Yeah. And maybe there will be another time. And that is stillness, not stuckness, right? That's like, sure. you're not acting, but it's not because you're, you're, you're nailed to the spot. And I was active in that I went to the restaurant well, and you, were, you like you you were res- you responded actively to the information at hand, and the information yeah. was no, not now. Right. Right. So yeah, it's not like blind action. I don't think action is always better than an action. Okay, say more. Well, like that. Because you're yeah okay, but your your default would be to be active, although maybe not in that scenario. <laughs> what do you mean? Like the you, as you said before, you kind of jump in the pool and then find out about the water after you're in it yeah like my process is very like just barrel through but i but there's there are times when mm, oh gosh there's so many things a i feel like my struggle and challenge in life is to allow stillness to be in my life Mm -hmm. and that that's like i'm actually just recently was like i need to slow down a little bit Mm -hmm. and i don't mean like my life is pretty well balanced right now which is nice that has not always been the case but even just in Responding to people and noticing people and space in conversation. Like, I just want to slow down on a a sort of a micro level. Mm. I've done a pretty good job of slowing down on a macro Mm -hmm. level. Like, I used to just be booked solid all the time, and I was, like, always rushing from one thing to another, and I'm better at, like, just not doing that anymore, Mm -hmm. and, and that feels really good. But, there, but yeah, so, so slowing down a little bit. And actually, so this is interesting. I once took a painting class, mm. which was actually therapy, but she bills it as a painting class. <laughs> and basically, it's this amazing little place called The Painting Studio in San Francisco on Chenery Street. And you go in, there's, there are paint tables. like So the, all the paint is kept in a central place. You don't sure. get your own little palette. And you get big pieces of paper and like tempera paint. Did you get an easel? No, but there's um, there's places that you put your paper up, like okay. so these like wall like flats. Okay. And it's a really beautiful, light filled place, and you start with a check in at the couches and with tea, and then you end with a check. You paint for two and a half hours or something, and then you end with a check in. And, and is, is the check in like tell us about your painting and what it means uh, about your life? What's up for you? Yeah. Okay. Not what it means about your life, but like, w- w- where are you in your experience with this painting? Okay. I just finished something, but I'm not sure that it's actually done, or I'm really, you know, and in some ways this thing was like a parody. I mean, it was like Portlandia just a little bit, right? So the woman is this tiny woman who's like very sort of soft-spoken and gentle. The whole point is like you explore your creativity. I mean, the whole, okay. it's a creativity class, really. And it was fascinating because I actually found it quite difficult. At times I had a really hard time with certain things. And 
But so you like you start you you check in and then I took this with my dad who was the only man in the class. <laughs> it was all like these sort of like older, mostly retired women. There was one younger woman like me and there was uh -huh. me and my dad. And so of course they loved us right. because it was like, oh my god, That's a father so and daughter too. Yes. Yeah, it's like amazing and they're all like, you know, think my dad is great. Bill's adorable, yeah. Bill's adorable. The two of them are great. So like we took this painting class. And so we'd check in and people would say things like, I just find myself really resisting the red. <laughs> I'm just, I just really, I just feel like I should be painting with another color or it's time to be done with the red, but I don't, wa I don't want to let go of the red, but I feel like I should let go of the red, right? So like questions like this are coming up, conversations and check-ins and there's like all I can do to keep a straight face, but the other half of me mm -hmm. is like, yeah, I get, this is like real good stuff, right? Anyway. It was a really interesting experience because it brought my creative process is entirely hooked into other people. Mm -hmm. Like where, where where I am creating is I know what to do with your offers, and together we'll get somewhere. But it's just me. What do I want to do? Mm. And where am I drawn to act? And how do I want to show up at, with this painting? And what does a blank page look like when it's you know? And how do you handle the fear of messing up that blank page? And it's shit that I teach all the time. Is like you don't have to be right. perfect. It doesn't have to be right. But it, doing it in this different context was a really different experience, and I loved it. And one of the things is I always painted abstract paintings, hmm. explorations in color and shape, and it was fun. And I liked kind of capturing feelings and tones in in paintings yeah. rather than anything concrete. And I think the reason is I was afraid that I wouldn't be able to paint something real that looked good. That looked good. That looked like what it, what I was painting. And, and so this little woman who runs the thing comes over to me and goes, well, what are you, what are you most afraid of painting? <laughs> or she said, what's scary or something like that. And I said, faces. She was like, well, good. Maybe that's your next painting. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, okay, I'll do a face. And when she was there with me, when I started my next painting and my inclination was to you know, she said, well, how do you think you might start, right? Two eyes. Well, it's not no, what I said. That's not what you I said. I was like, the face. I would, the, like, the right. whole face. I'd put oh, the, the face shape, down, yeah. the shape of the face, like the, the, the circle of the head. Right. I guess the head. And she was like, okay, well, why don't you do, why don't you do, put that on the page, right? I mean, it's seriously like kindergarten, yeah. Yeah. you know, but so great. She's so great. I highly recommend it, everybody. So I was like, okay. And she's like, but go slowly. Even though you're nervous about it, don't just throw a circle up there on the, on the page. Like, allow yourself to not be sure and sit slowly with mm -hmm. your uncertainty. Mm -hmm. And that was like really... Sit slowly with your uncertainty. Is that what you said? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so you're like, follow it. Follow what your hand is doing. Look to see what you're doing. You still don't know if this is right or not, but go slowly so you mm -hmm. notice all the parts of this process. And she really had put her finger on, on a way that I do things, which is if I'm feeling vulnerable or nervous or scared or uncertain, I barrel through it. I like jam through it. Yeah. yeah. And that's good. It's better than jamming away from it. Right. But, but there's another cool middle ground, which is like, allow yourself to be uncertain and keep going slow. I like it. This is like, don't speed past steady action. Uh, one could even say mindful action. Like in just the face of uncertainty. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, mindful, mindful action in the face of uncertainty. Cool. Take action, right. but don't just like dive into the deep end because you're afraid of swimming. It's like you get to go in on the steps. 
Interesting. And notice that you're afraid and still be afraid and keep going deeper. Were you, I don't even know if this question matters, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Were you satisfied with how it came out? It was fine. Yeah. Yeah. I, it didn't matter. To I, me, even. I was like, I, oh, yeah. I think that it's really cool to hear you talk about how usually, for you, your creativity is in exchange with other people. And, like, could you create that exchange even with yourself, mm-hmm. right? So I was recommending to a client the other day a line-at-a-time drawing. It was just something we've taught. We've talked about it on the podcast before, but we taught in our retreats where – you know, we're making it, we're drawing a deity and we just put two dots on the page, ostensibly for eyes, but maybe for something else. Mm-hmm. One of us makes a line, the other person makes another line, and we just sort of go back and forth slowly. Non-verbally, you Non-verbally. just trade it back and forth, yeah. And I gave the recommendation to this client to do a line at a time drawing. And With himself. With himself. Cool. So to like put a line on the page and then put the pen down. And then do a next one, right? And he had that was challenging. Like he was like, ah, he was resistant. He said, I just feel like my sensor is going to get in the way. And so I said, All right, well, what if you put your draw your sensor on the side of the page, and then you do a line of the time drawing with your sensor? Mm. So he does one line, and then like, okay, sensor, as his sensor, sensor, what do you think should be the next line? And then you know, do it that way, but. Th- as you were talking, I was thinking of that, like a way to interact with ourselves. Yeah. So you get that same interactivity. Well, yeah. But it's also, it's all you or the, parts of you. The thing that I found in that in that painting class was actually that the painting, it became a shared control thing with the painting. So cool. the painting, similar to a scene sort of uncovering itself to you yes. and you can't know what it is but when you start. You can have an idea of the thing that you're going to paint when you start. But then it's like, oh, this is what it is. Oh, actually, I need another page to attach to this one because this is a much bigger I need more red. image that I thought. <laughs> I need more red. I'm resisting the red. We'll never forget that. Which, which is cool because then it was like, well, you start and then you see what the painting tells you comes next. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe that's the whole thing, right? It's like we're always noticing the world and the path, the journey, and the journey tells you something, and then you tell you, you Some say Some people something. don't tune into that, though. Right. And I think we're, so we're coming back around to this notion of praxis. Yeah. Right, like you take an action and then you listen. Yeah. Take an action, you take stock. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So, so we've been talking about this uh, action in a lot of different ways. I don't feel like we've necessarily hit on it about improv in particular. Yeah. What? Help us out. I feel like I love active improv. I feel like there's a default of. What was called talking heads, where two people get on stage and they stand in one place and they talk. They talk to each other. There's a lot going on in their heads, but nothing is happening in their bodies. Yeah, they're just kind of standing there. They're just standing there. A lot of times they don't even have any physical characters. It's just two. It's just like these bodies are there to like transport your head around, so it can make words with other people. <laughs> transport that. They're not even standing in a way that real people stand next to each other either. I mean, it just, there, there's not, there, it's not anything. Yeah. It's just, right. yeah, it's just a conversation, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, it may or may not, but it's not a choice. It's not, yeah. their bodies are not activated, right? And I feel like almost, almost any time, if there's an opportunity for movement, it makes a much more enjoyable scene. And there's yes. always an opportunity for movement. Not to say that some scenes aren't wonderful to, to be sort of stationary and, and still and quiet. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's great, too. So, mm-hmm. you know, it, just break the default and be intentional about it. But the moving can, A, like moving your... So, so I find that improv is like far 
far superior when there's some action. It's just like more fun to watch. It's more fun to do. Mm-hmm. You're living more vividly in the world that you're that you've created. You're engaging physically with it. So there's more of you online. There's mm-hmm. like more of you in the. Yeah. And the thing, and I sort of just feel that same way about real life, is that like when all of you is engaged in your life, yes. you are having a better, t- you will have a better time. Yes. And sometimes that just means like getting up and just, just moving. So in that same way that I like to just sort of plunge into something, it's like, well, just, just get out and go on a walk. Just walk around the block. Yeah. You know, just, just yeah. go, just start. Get up and do something. Yeah. Yeah. And then it can be, and you, you know, your enemy inertia is the thing you're fighting against. The the uh, business coaching group that I'm a part of, as we've been talking about, you know how to prepare yourself for working with a client if you're going to do a coaching call. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that they've been recommending is to dance mm. before you have your call. So cool. 15 minutes before you call, dance for five minutes, put something, jam some tunes on, and just get down. Yeah. And it like gets you moving, it gets your blood flowing, but it also puts you in this more. A joyous state, yeah. and that that's of service to your client. Yeah. Right? If you can be in this open, vibrant, you know, yeah. engaged place, yeah, it's gonna be way better for your client. Totally. So cool. Yeah, yeah. I think when bodies are online, brains uh, brains are better. When bodies are online, brains are better. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of bees in there. The way that I talk about it in my class a lot is the way your body moves affects the way your brain moves. Mm-hmm. So if your body looks like it's ready, then your brain is going to feel like it's ready. And if your body looks like it's not ready, then your brain is going to feel like it's not ready. That, that's the transformative thing that I love when I introduce Soundball. You know, people sending sounds back and forth, receiving the sound and then sending yeah. another one. I let them do that for a while and kind of, yeah, they get past their inhibitions a little bit and the sounds are okay. And then I, I think I learned this from you, maybe. I don't Maybe I came up with it myself. But I say, okay. Do this one with different movements. Reach to a different place for the sound yeah. and see what happens so that if you reach down and to the right, maybe it's going to be like, yeah. or if you reach up and to the left, maybe it's going to be, or right. you know, whatever yeah. the, finding you different places. Different. You get your body involved and you find different sounds. Yeah. It's cool. So, so really, I mean, that actually kind of blows my mind that the way that we, the way that all of these pieces work together, environment, body, in physical engagement, sleep, right? All of these things change the way our brain works, which like leads you to the question, like, well, then who are you? Uh-huh. <laughs> right? Which is which is too deep for our last four minutes, <laughs> but but it's kind of an interesting thing. Right? Like we have control over the ki- the ways that our brain can work, yeah, or we think we do. Certainly have some influence. We have influence, is what I mean. Yeah. We have influence, right? Like yeah. what we do with our body influences what happens in our brain. So and in, and in our body, right? Yeah. And so. So are we making the choices that help us work the best? Yeah. Is there, okay, so that's a great, are we making the choices that help us work the best? Is there a lesson for us to take away from our conversation today? Move your body. Move your body. Move your body. Yeah, I guess that's it. Rock your body. That's Rock your body. In sync? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, everybody rock your body. Yeah. Everybody rock your body. Rock your body right that's a lesson that's a lesson for today yeah I guess it's move your body like I'm trying to think about I'm I, certain that we have talked about things that I am not currently doing in my life so I gotta think about that you know, these lessons are we teach what we need to know yeah I also am it's for me it's not just about body like a lesson I'm taking away from today also is uh, yeah to keep being bold and to stay on the 
stay tuned for the reactions or responses. Like, yeah, and move take an action, slowly. Listen, take in, an action, listen. Take in an uncertainty, action, listen. yeah. It's like, because, like, also you noticed that it wasn't the time and you right. responded to that. I just, I feel better about myself when I'm, when I do stuff. Yeah. It's like, okay, well, I didn't get everything done today, but at least I did a couple things. Yeah. That feels great. Yeah. So good for introverts to get out into the world. Go yeah. do something. You little take, introvert. Take an action. Yeah, come on out. Break out of the shell. Call another introvert. Like a reptile. No, call an extrovert. Yeah, call, call somebody. Yeah. Okay. Boom. Okay, well, take an action. Maybe your action, uh, listeners, is to press pause. But I then you'll miss the outro. You don't want to miss you the don't, outro. You do not want to miss the outro because it's There's juicy. good stuff in that outro. Yeah, there always is. All right. But it's up to you, really. I think you just get to do whatever you're inspired to do with this thing. Do some kinesthetic testing, whether you want to listen to the last minute or two of this bad That boy. comes from Ted. Yeah. That comes from Ted. Okay, so I think we'll wrap it up here. Is that yeah, right? Let's, I think we should have wrapped it up about 30 seconds ago. <laughs> but there we are. I think it's done. Okay, goodbye, everybody. Take care. Outro as promised. Let's make it good. Let's make it good. Thanks, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, yeah, thank you for. I'm psyched that you're listening, and I'm psyched for our conversation. I feel jazzed. I, I liked it. I, it was different than I thought it might be. I want to get out and do something, which is cool. Really, I want to move. I want to go. I want to go. Well, I'm going for a walk. And do you currently feel like moving more? I do. Oh, cool. I, like my body feels energized, and yeah. my brain feels energized. Yeah. I feel like, so the thing that I, you asked what the, what's the action that people can take, and I don't know what people should do in their lives, but the thing that I recognize is that there's sometimes when I sort of fall asleep mm. to my own needs. Little autopilot? Yeah, autopilot. Like, I just stop thinking. My phone is a big part of that. I've been okay. working on that. And so becoming m- less sleepy in my life is what is the thing that action reminds me of. Cool. Yeah. Okay. And interesting, because sleep can regenerate the ability to act as well. Yeah, it can regenerate, but it's not acting. That's right. And when you're awake and acting like you're asleep, there's a problem. That's right. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah and I'm... Uh, I can numb out. I'm no- Yeah, I'm noticing that So even just talking about action gets me feeling vital, but it just feels more fun. Mm-hmm. And that when I am staying put and staying in, that I... I'm not, uh, yeah, it's not as vibrant. Yeah, I feel, it kind of feels like, I mean, I like, sometimes I feel like I've had a really active morning without leaving the house. Like, I want right. to, I want to be clear that, like, there is, there's physical activity, and then there's feeling the, like you're doing things, there's, and there's, those two things can be really different. Right, it's, it, there's a certain vitality that I'm talking about that's just an engagement of something. Uh, like working towards something or I feel like there's momentum something's yep. pulling me forward through stuff even when I'm just like answering emails and getting stuff taken care of and making things happen it still feels like yeah moving right it still feels dynamic yeah, yeah. and that feels good cool even if it's just stuff that I like to do my like I'm like went to the garden store and got stuff to plant on my patio I'm like yeah yep. <laughs> you know I like I like getting more data to work with and more stuff to play with and have a more interesting life more interesting life. Have a more interesting life. Are you singing? Is that Have like a, a more interesting life. That. That's the whole song? Yeah. Okay. 
That's, that's it. That's all okay. I've got. Great. Great. All right. So uh, any uh, closing announcements, messages? Come to our retreat in June, June 11 to 15. Santa Cruz. Uh, Santa, beautiful Santa Cruz Mountains. AnimaLearning.com mm-hmm. slash Monster Baby Retreat. We hope you come. Uh, it'd be great to have you there. And if you've got any uh, thoughts, reflections, insights. As always. Info at MonsterBabyPodcast.com. Yeah. Remember to stick around after the music dies out if you want to hear our little game. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks so much for listening. We love you. And we'll see you next time. Okay. Happy May. Bye-bye. So, okay. So, I wanted to play a game. Yeah. Because our topic is action. Uh Uh-huh. And I was thinking it would be fun to have, to make some sound effects of actions. Because I'm thinking of like action movies. And so I'm wondering if like one of us can tell a story and the other one provide the sound effects. Or somehow, like I want to do something with sound effects and action. Okay. All right. So like as if we we're a director on a movie, like get me, get, get the crew in okay, here for the pyrotechnic Okay, let's do this. Let's do this. Uh, one one person says a says a statement or a sentence yeah. that describes an action, and the other one, the other person afterwards makes the sound of that thing happening. Okay. And then and then and then we trade. So there's not just one person doing all sound effects and one person. Right. And is this a story or is this just? No, yeah. I think it's just it's, okay. it's individual images or sentences or actions. Sure. That, so that's my hit. So Kurt stared across the lawn and threw the frisbee as hard as he could. Phew. Okay. Uh, Dr. Morell ran down the hospital hallway, her heels clicking on the hard tiles. (laughs) Oh no, she cried. A spider. Flush it down the toilet. Is that what you want? I don't know. Okay. Let me do it. Let me see if I can do a better flush, toilet flush. Half toilet, half espresso machine. All right. Um, <laughs> the pigs came roaring down the hill, snorting excitedly before they threw themselves into the puddle of mud. <laughs> Wow, that was fun. That was very good. That was a whole sonic landscape. Hmm. Okay. The Sunday Presbyterian crowd murmured in response to the pastor's outrageous allegations until one cried out. Stop! (laughs) I have something to say. Mm, What's her name? Madam Percy? Mm. (laughs) I liked the murmuring. It was good murmuring. You wanted that, right? That was great. Absolutely. Yes. The sounds of heavy machinery in the car factory echoed in... Uh, yeah, echoed in the hall. Uh, 
great. I, yeah, I don't know what. There was definitely a robotic arm in there somewhere. Yeah. Okay, you want one more? I want to know which one this was. <laughs> All right, you want one more? Yeah, sure, give me one more. Okay. And this will be the last one, huh? Eden raced down the slope of the mountain as the avalanche grew behind her. Did she race on skis? She did. <laughs> I am my monster living in an avalanche. That's what it, it turned that, into that. The abominable monster? Yeah, like a Yeti. Okay. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, that's cool, because we're using Yeti Pro microphones. Yeah. Oh, that's very appropriate. Okay, that was the game I wanted to play. <laughs> I liked it a lot. Action. And a lot. cut. I think your pigs on the hillside were really good. <laughs> that's, we could submit that for... I'll confess, better than I expected them to be. Okay, yeah. Well, I have practice with animal noises from the time that I worked on a farm. The fact that you worked on the farm does not... It, it doesn't feel like it's a given that you would have practiced animal noises from that time. Oh, my gosh. Are you serial? Yeah. I, I wonder if we polled people who have worked on farms. I wonder how many of them are like, oh, yeah, expert animal noisemaker. Okay. I think they would, partly because they need to call the animals. But have I told... I've told you about the Mitch joke. I don't know. We had... Oh, I, there was a farm intern named Mitch, and my buddy Andy and I used to joke about how the animals all called his name. Uh-huh. So the cows would say, Mitch. And the chickens would, And the pigs were, Mitch, 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 Mitch. You know, like that. Every animal said his name. It was like, if you listen, they're like, yeah, I think they are I saying. I think they are saying Mitch. But it's like, for me, I've just started this notion of playing sound ball with the world. I'm uh -huh. imitating sounds all the time. Yeah. Like I hear a sound like, oh, yeah, can I do that one? Yeah. Like this airplane right now. Yeah, right. Can I imitate that? I don't know. It's a fun one to try. Anyway, yeah. so I, I don't know how you could be on a farm and not imitate animal noises. But I bet some, people have done it. I bet some people, some sorry, sad, spirit-crushed people have done it. I have not spent hours perfecting their animal noises. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry for them. All right. Good On game. with the show. Good game. <laughs> Thanks for playing. Yeah.